so this is episode 18. 18. Pretty big number for us. I didn't think we were going to make it past episode 6, but what the hell do I know? I'm surprised we could count this high with the education we got. Well, you know, you did go to Bristol Central, and I went to Bristol, Bristol Eastern. Eastern. I mean, so, so, I mean... You know, for me to get to 18, I actually have to take my shoes off and use my toes just to count that high. Pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we've got NXT TakeOver tonight, which I'm really excited for. So, like... I'm so excited, and I just can't hide it. Yeah, don't sing. Just stop. Really? 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 What? Uh, Who? Huh? What? Exactly. All right, so uh, takeover tonight, happening in a couple hours. Uh, excited for the card. Uh, I'm looking forward to just about every match on the card. Uh, with NXT, they've been trying to build for the future. You know, a lot of the big names ended up getting up uh brought to Raw and SmackDown when they had the draft a couple of months ago. NXT took a big hit. Uh, they lost a lot of key personnel. They've been building up a few guys. They brought in some new people, too. Um, I'm really excited personally uh, for Bobby Roode and Ty Dillinger, which I think is going to lead off the night and I think would be a smart thing to do because both guys are Canadian. I think both are actually from Toronto. It's in Toronto. I know that Bobby Roode is a Toronto guy, but... I'm just ready to just debunk that really quickly because I'm on top of my game tonight as opposed to you with your macho man Randy Savage hat as opposed to the scarf you were supposed to be wearing. I forgive you for that. I do. Am I on your list? No, you're not on my list. There's only Which list? I have a lot of lists. I, the I, list. The list of Cousin Bobby. We're not talking about the special list. We're talking about the list. No, you're not on that list. Okay. You haven't eaten my sandwich. Yet. Actually, the equivalent would probably be, have I drank your beer? Which I would be more upset about the sandwich than I would be about the beer. Okay. You have drank my beer before, and I didn't lose my shit over it, so what does that tell you? <laughs> yeah. Um, But Ty Dillinger, like you said, is from Canada, but he's from Niagara Falls, Canada. He's not from Toronto. If you yeah, were if you were if you true. were a true mark, you would have known that. I should know that. But I'm, I do I'm gonna smack myself for not knowing that. Alright. Uh I do agree with you. I do think that The crowd Bobby, would be super oh, hot for God, that. Bobby Roode and Ty Dillinger to, to set the uh the tone early in this paper or I guess you could call it a pay per view, even yep. though it's really not a pay per view, but I think that, those Network two are gonna special. they're definitely gonna be, you know, setting the tone early if especially if those two are leading off tonight. I expect them to have like a, a definitely a, a decent match. Uh, that match is not going to be one of those ones that's going to necessarily steal the show. Uh, but you know what? Maybe this is something similar to Rock and Hogan. It's not going to be to that level, but like where it's not necessarily the greatest match per se. But I think the crowd could have a lot to do with how well this match is perceived because. The crowd made that Rock and Hogan match in WrestleMania 18 like go up like ten notches versus like if you just saw the match and the crowd was kind of like hmm, that crowd was eating everything out of the palm of their hands. So I think this is going to be an absolutely fabulous atmosphere and it's going to be no okay match. No, the atmosphere is not going to be fabulous. The atmosphere is going to be glorious. Glorious. I won't give in. I won't give in till I'm victorious. 
And I think we're going to see Mr. Bobby Roode uh, victorious, gloriously victorious in this match. And Ty Dillinger is going to be the perfect 10 failure. <laughs> oh, so that's your prediction? You're, we're already going to go right into the prediction? I'm I mean, going to go right I, into the prediction. I mean, we're not even going to you know, test the water to see if it's cold. We're just going to jump right in, you know. Whether we get hypothermia or not, we're just going to jump right in. We're going to jump into All the right. deep end and the cold water. The, the, the deep end? And the, 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 what? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's not what you know. All right. Um, my prediction for tonight. I think that... Pain. I really do think that this is going to be the best match of the night. Without question, it's going to be the best match of the night. They are definitely two of the more talented people on the NXT roster. I like... I. I do like Bobby Roode. He's, I was a fan of his when he was at uh, TNA. Uh, he was very good when he was in Beer Money. He was very good when he was a single competitor. And, and great he, with uh, Austin Aries, too. Yes, uh, with the greatest man alive, even though I kind of argue with that, that I am the most the greatest man alive. But either way. Um, greatest man to ever live. I'm the greatest guy to ever live. But um, my, my prediction, I do like Ty Dillinger as well. He's also a very good in-ring performer. Um, for me though, I'm going with Ty Dillinger. Hey, I like Ty right. Dillinger. I do. Um, they've been doing things with him. I, I think it's it's a, it's a good possibility. Uh, would I be surprised if Bobby Roode won tonight? No, not at all. The thing I see with this is they need to have somebody fresh for Nakamura. Nakamura is a face. So you Bobby think Bobby Roode, Roode's going to be I the think next, will be the, the next, next guy in line. line. And, I, I I mean, we'll get into this a little bit later. I, I have some ideas about what's going on with Samoa Joe. but uh, Fair enough. So I think Bobby Roode goes over, and I think he ends up being the ch- next challenger for Nakamura. And I can't wait to see that feud, too. Oh, that's going to be if it happens, ridiculous. If it it's going to be beyond glorious. It's going to be ridiculous, that, that matchup, that, that rivalry. And they're going to have whatever takeover, and I'm sure it's going to be right before the Royal Rumble, and it's going to be awesome. Agreed. So we 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 talked about uh, that. Uh, we got DIY against the Revival. Honestly, I think this is going to steal the show right here. Two out of three falls, and these guys, every time they've gotten together in the ring, have really just raised the bar with things. I think... To me, this is when DIY either – there's one of two scenarios for me. DIY either finally wins the NXT titles or they implode and they beat the heck out of each other and they both end up on the Cruiserweight division on the roster. I'm going to go with DIY winning tonight, though. I think it's going to be a little bit more time before we see them on the roster. The Cruiserweights are still trying to kind of find their footing on the main roster. They've got a lot of new guys that people are unfamiliar with. Adding two more people that they're not familiar with, not a great idea right now because we've seen some guys called up and they've just gotten lost in the shuffle a la Apollo Crews, a la Tyler Breeze. A la The Ascension. There are a lot of I I, I I looked at it like that from like a tag team uh, perspective because with my prediction because I think it's kind of funny that we're two matches in to the to our predictions and I'm gonna disagree with you on both matches I think the revival will be victorious tonight in their match to 
you know, for the NXT tag team titles, two out of three falls. I definitely think they're going to get the three falls. Now, are I'd you about, expecting it to, like, is there going to be a disintegration between DIY? I mean, they've teased a little bit of that, you know, especially with the Cruiserweight Classic where, you know, you end up having Gargano beating Ciampa. And they've teased, like, a couple other times where there were minor dissension, but... Or do you think it's just a straight victory? I wouldn't be surprised with either one, to be perfectly honest. I... Forced to make a choice. Gun to my head? I think Ciampa turns on Gargano tonight. All right. That's my bold prediction. That's my Bobby the Brainless brainless prediction for NXT TakeOver. Uh, Molded out of clay, lock. You know, in, in the words of the great Al Bundy, let's uh, let's put it in the oven and see if it bakes. All right. So, so far, we're uh, one of us is going to be either. Uh, you know, whose opinion I would love to get on somebody in particular in that tag team match. I think Sean O would have a strong opinion on this match. I would love uh, to I, get I, his opinion on the outcome of that match. Uh, he. He's downstairs. I would love to get Sean O up here, but uh, he, he really said that he's kind of not not interested in joining us this week. But who knows? Maybe Kristen could. Uh, I'm trying, to, trying to think. Is this the way Damian Sandow used to hold the microphone? Uh, I don't know, but it definitely would be how you would hold a cognac. You probably need a cigar too, but let's not do that in the house with the smoke detector. All right, so. We have the finals of the Dusty Rhodes Classic, uh, which Authors of Pain against TM61. We actually saw TM61 against Authors of Pain uh, about a month, month and a half ago. And one thing that's different, and, you know, it may seem like a minor difference, but big difference. Paul Ellering will be in the in a cage above the ring, a la old school NWA WCW you know, that way there's no interference, no way anybody allegedly can mess with, you know, what's going on in the ring. I'm guessing Paul Ellering may have some sort of foreign object that he ends up throwing out of the cage, and that's how Authors of Pain are going to win. Uh, when we saw them last month, uh, they put on a really solid match. I think this is going to be a solid match, and I don't see any way the Authors of Pain lose here. I agree. I think the Authors of Pain end up taking the Dusty Rhodes Classic finals tonight against Team TM61, or 6161, whatever. Whatever. TM61, uh, it's part of the... Bar, like, uh, uh, puke, whatever. It's part of the uh, Australians on NXT. There are a whole lot of Australians. It's the land down under. How about we throw another shrimp on the barbie? Right. Uh, my personal opinion, though... I think the Authors of Pain are going to take this match. They are my lock. Like, my lock pick of the NXT TakeOver. My, you know, my surprise brainless, you know, of DIY breaking up tonight. Yeah, that's one thing. But if I had to put, like, if I'm a betting man. I'm looking at this entire card. If you had to, if you told me I could put money on any single match and it was a guaranteed win, I'm taking the Authors of Pain. They're going to win clean, though. You think they're going to win clean? I think that the Authors of Pain are going to win clean. All right. You know, Ellering is going to be hanging over. I can see, I see where you're coming from, where you're saying that Ellering could throw a foreign object from the cage into the Brass ring to knuckles, help. whatever. 
something like that. Something a tennis that, racket. Yeah. A la James Cornette. I, I believe phone. I got the authors of Pain winning clean. So at least right. we agree upon the outcome. Sure. Difference in how it happens, but needless to say, I think that it's going to be the authors of Pain. I will say this. You know, we did, like you said, see them last month at the NXT in Norfolk. Uh, fantastic show. Authors of Pain really impressed me at that show. You they, know, they're not just a couple of big guys who can't wrestle, who just kind of fee fi fo fum I'm and, a big guy, and, and I can and, wrestle to save my life. And have those two-minute squash matches. They actually had an extended period of time match against TM61. TM61 actually did look pretty good against them. I was impressed with both tag teams. I'm excited for the matchup tonight between the two teams. I think it's going to be one of the more underrated matches on the card, but... I do still think that the authors of Pain are going to take it tonight. All right, and moving on to, honestly, this is the match for me that I'm kind of most excited about, Mickey James and Asuka. Mickey James, I've long been a fan of hers. Me too. Really good in the ring, not bad on the ice. She looks like she eats the occasional hamburger, which is good, and she's just always been really good as far as like being in ring and she's really good with that physical style which is something that Asuka has that not a lot of other women wrestlers have and I've seen Mickey James against Tara in a Falls Count Anywhere match I've seen her in the cage against Tara when she when they were in uh, TNA with Victoria for those of you who are just uh, WWE fans Always I ain't a had... chick to mess with whoop I remember her song. I remember Victoria. I remember her as... What was the other name? I'm sorry. Well, she was Tara. Tara, that's it. I'm sorry. I'm horrible with names. I apologize. Uh, But, you know, she had a lot of really... Mickey James had a lot of awesome matches with Tara in these very physical forums. It's been a couple of years since those. Mickey has been doing independent shows, was wrestling with TNA for a while. I think uh, Mickey still has it, and... This could possibly be a show stealer. I'm still saying that the Revival and DIY are going to steal the show, but this is the one I'm most looking forward to. I'm looking forward to seeing the reaction that Mickey gets and the match the two of these women are going to have, I think is going to be something special and exciting. And I see Oscar winning. I see... Asuka beating down Mickey so badly and maybe Ember Moon possibly makes a save leading to a feud with Ember Moon because Ember Moon is not on the card and I think she's going to, her presence will be felt here. With this match, this match has the most intrigue of any match in the card tonight. I understand that they have this long-standing rivalry between DIY and the revival, and how the well Nakamura and Joe long-standing feud. I agree with you, Mister NJ Nice Guy. I absolutely agree with you on that one. Uh, yeah, we'll whoever, get into that. Yeah, we'll uh, get to we'll, that. We'll get to in that a one. Couple you know, minutes. Actually, in a few minutes. Um, this match definitely has the most intrigue. Obviously, you know Bobby Roode and Ty Dillinger have been going after each other since Roode turned on Dillinger during Dusty the Rose Dusty Rhodes Classic. Um, obviously, there's a lot of intrigue because of the whole Nakamura and Joe thing because Nakamura injured Joe in their match at NXT TakeOver in Brooklyn. Joe went and attacked Nakamura and injured him. 
A lot of, you know, personal, a lot of animosity. personal animosity towards the two guys. But this match has the most intrigue because of the fact that Mickey James really hasn't been inside a WWE ring for a long ring, time. For a very long time. You don't know what you're actually going to get out of Mickey James. If we can get, in the words of Michael Cole, vintage Mickey James tonight, anything's possible. I don't see it as a beatdown. I think this match has the possibility of being a very good match. I think it's going to be even. And I think that I, I, think I do think Asuka is going to end up ultimately winning this match. I don't see her you know, I don't brutally think it's attacking. I going to be an absolute beatdown. I think it's going to be she's going to put like the Asuka lock on at the end and not let go. And then Ember Moon's going to make the save. That's, That's very my heelish. Thought. That's very heelish. It is. Because Asuka it's... is kind of, she's not necessarily a baby face. I think of her as a baby face because she's awesome. We'll see. Uh, I, I think that's it, coming up soon. Yeah, that'll be coming. That's coming up soon. About a few what, hours, a couple hours from now. Was it start at eight tonight? Starts at eight, and I think it's a three-hour show tonight. So, you know, they don't have a, a ton of matches, so they're actually giving time for intros, time for matches. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. Do you think the cats make it through the entire NXT Takeover tonight? I think they do because Takeover is going to. Unfortunately, I think Whip Survivor Series, but as far as uh, uh, intrigue... couldn't agree more. I think that NXT TakeOver is going to be so much better than Survivor Series tomorrow. I'm really not even looking forward to Survivor I'm a, Series. So I'm, I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm looking forward to Survivor you know, Series, but not as much as TakeOver. Once we're done going through our predictions for NXT TakeOver tonight, I would like to voice my displeasure about Survivor Series before we actually go into our predictions for Survivor Series for tomorrow. Sure. Um, but this also leaves us... We have one match left that we're talking about. Uh, takeover going to be three hours. Yep, three hours. Three hours, good. Beautiful. Glorious. Excited Excited about that. Last match, uh, Nakamura and Samoa Joe. The King of Strong Style versus the Fat Samoan. <laughs> Sorry, I had to say it. That's Honestly, almost that's almost as funny. Them calling Samoa Joe the Fat Samoan is almost as funny as Vince McMahon not knowing that Luke Gallows was Festus. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, honestly, though, with this, I see no other outcome than Nakamura winning because I see that Samoa Joe has nothing else to do in NXT, nothing else to prove. He jumped the shark. And he didn't jump the shark. Samoa Joe is going to the main roster. I think it's possible, possible, and we'll bring this up when we talk Survivor Series, that Samoa Joe makes an appearance on Survivor Series and does something. And that will be his catapult into the main roster. Or, you know, maybe they keep Samoa Joe kind of off off TV and off the radar for a little bit, and maybe Samoa Joe ends up in the Royal Rumble. I could see that happening. But I see no way that Nakamura loses tonight because I don't think Nakamura is going to the main roster. Samoa Joe is. I couldn't agree more. I got Nakamura. Why? Why would I think that? I mean, it's his first takeover as the champion. I don't see him dropping the belt. It's not the WWE main roster. It's not Raw or SmackDown. It's not like the title is just changing hands every like five minutes. Kind of like the uh, the crew uh, intercontinental not, title, the cruiserweight, the title. hardcore championship back in the day, right? Um, 
Definitely see Nakamura winning and Joe ending up on the main roster. I don't see it, excuse me, being tomorrow during Survivor Series. I could see it more in the lines of him being in the Royal Rumble in January. Because, you know, they're really making a big deal about this Royal Rumble considering it's at the Alamo Dome. I could see him being like the surprise entrant. I could see other people being surprise entrants. And what roster do you see him on? Raw. Raw? I see him on Raw. I ultimately think that Samoa Joe is going to either take on Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. This year or next year? At 33 in Orlando, Florida. I think, you know what? I think uh, if it's WrestleMania this year, I think it's Roman Reigns. Brock Lesnar is a, a special attraction who beat The Undertaker. If you're going to go against Brock Lesnar, you need more buildup than a couple months, I think. Unless he, throws, unless he throws Brock Lesnar out of the Royal Rumble. That could be something that could spark a feud. Uh, have, have we ever, like, has there ever been, like, a thought or an idea that has crossed our minds in this podcast that they have never done? We've thought of some some stuff that we didn't think they would actually do, and then they ended up doing it anyway. You know, so I'm not going to rule anything out. I wouldn't rule out that they would do something stupid like that. I, I was very happy that... Uh, my prediction of Randy Orton joining the Whites, even if it's temporary. I just, I was just happy that the fact being that a thing. it was my my call on Biggie Langston, ah, Langston coming out and during SummerSlam and costing Anderson and Gallows the tag team titles because he was quote unquote injured from that SummerSlam match. We've been we've been pretty accurate on some stuff. Um, Cousin Ryan, who has made a special appearance on the show, actually was right on one of his predictions as well. Uh, we predict, you know, I predicted that, you know, I said that it would be nice if the, if the, uh, the Usos got a different attire because they kind of look like thugs and, you know, uh, gang members, and they kind of changed the attire. They're doing it every week. I like that. We have come up with some ideas that have actually stuck with WWE. Not like we have an in on the WWE or anything, but needless to say, you know, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We've been watching wrestling for... What? Far too long. Combined, I think I think combined, we have, what, 60-plus years? Uh, all right, so I think uh, for Bobby the Brainless says that he thinks Joe is uh, going to Raw. Uh, we, we had a Twitter question about uh, if Joe is going to Raw or SmackDown. Would I be surprised I, if he went to SmackDown? No. Because then it could but, set up for him versus AJ Styles, and then that would just really stick it. To to what's her tits, uh, uh, Dixie Carter. I would. My preference would be to see Samoa Joe on SmackDown. I think he would be awarded more opportunities. And Raw, there's a lot of real estate within those three hours. I think Joe, unfortunately, would get. He would be put in that third hour purgatory for whatever reason, because. He's not muscular enough for Vince McMahon. I would prefer to see him on SmackDown. And I'm going to say Samoa Joe ends up we, on SmackDown. We heard Be that. I'm sorry. I'm trying to answer the questions and well, you know, chime in yeah, and all that uh, stuff. You know, Vince McMahon has said that WWE is open for business, and if somebody puts forward a, a good offer, he has no problem with 
selling the company. Like Billy Corgan? No, I no, have, no. I have high doubts Vince McMahon is selling anytime soon. Uh, I love WWE. You love WWE. I wouldn't uh, say I love WWE. I used to love WWE. I, you still I, do. I, I, I'm a fan still, but I don't love WWE. I don't, I don't get excited for Raw anymore. I don't really get excited for SmackDown. I mean, I'm excited for NXT tonight. I love NXT. I think that's the best thing that they have going in WWE programming right now. And I'm just, you know, I get excited for WrestleMania. I get excited for the Royal Rumble. But other than that, I really just like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I like it. You know, I wouldn't say I love it. I'm still a fan. If I, if You're I, a fucking mark. I'm a fucking mark. So obviously I'm still going to be a fan. That doesn't mean I have to love everything they do. Yeah, I, I love a lot of the guys that they have. And I love some of the stuff that they do. But other than that, and I especially love Alexa Bliss. But I, I don't, I wouldn't say that I love wrestling. You but love I a, wrestling. But I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fan still. You, you love wrestling. You do a podcast. You watch at And what least, do I do on that podcast? What do at I, least six, six hours, hours of wrestling every at week. At least. Tomorrow and today, we're going to watch oh, like the, nine hours. Yeah, between the next four days, we're going to be watching... What, five days, hell. Next five days, we're going to be watching uh, six, nine... About 13 hours of wrestling in the next... Nine, or more. 24, 48, 72, 96. A.K.A. He loves hours. 120 he loves hours we're going to be wrestling. watching a lot of... He loves wrestling. I do, too. I don't love it, wrestling. I, I really like you wrestling. You love wrestling. I wouldn't wrestling. say I love wrestling. All right, you know, since, all right, you know what? Fine. This is what we're going to do. Since you're going to do this, and I know we're going to get into Survivor Series, let me just get this off now, okay? I'm just, I'm just going to tell you right now. I am so against Survivor Series tomorrow. And this is why I don't love wrestling. Because they do shit like this. Okay? They have an old, washed-up wrestler in Bill Goldberg coming in tomorrow to main event Survivor Series. Goldberg, who hasn't stepped inside a WWE slash WWF slash whatever the hell you want to call it ring in 12 years. He hasn't been in a wrestling ring in that long. Fair enough. Even better. That's just my point exactly. You're going to have him. Main event against a guy who is the one behind the one in 23-1. and one. He ended The Undertaker's undefeated streak at WrestleMania. And he, he has not defeated Goldberg. He also beat C-Nation. He beat the shit out of former WWE world champion at WrestleMania. Beat the living snot out of him. He is an animal. He is a monster. The Undertaker was pretty much out of commission for a year after he fought Brock Lesnar. So what you're going to do is you're going to put a guy who's knocking on 50's door, who hasn't wrestled in a match in 12 years, and you're going to put him up against the Beast, a man who's fighting real fights in UFC, a man who is probably the most dangerous man on the planet, a guy who flosses his ass with Conor McGregor, you're, you're going to put him up against Brock Lesnar? Really? And that's going to be your main event. And the fact that Bill Goldberg got hurt on Raw this week. He hurt his shoulder, said so he's in bad shape heading into Survivor Series. I, I don't get that. Another thing I don't get is you notice that all the Survivor Series teams that they have. Yes, I understand that Brock has never beat Goldberg. It's the first time for everything. That's the intrigue in into the match. 
Yes, I understand that, and I get, I get that. Believe me, I absolutely get that. It doesn't sound but, like you get but, that at hold on. all. Okay, hold on. Yeah, all right. Yeah, but here's the thing. You're putting a guy who's 50, 50, 50, 5 zero. This isn't like when Ric Flair was there, and you know, at 85 years old, 20 years ago, and he, you know, he's doing all the things he was doing, and woo, and you know, you know, beating people across the chest, and you know, doing his little thing, and elbow dropping, sport coats, and everything. No, this is completely different. Goldberg is not the same. You can't just get into a ring for the first time in 12 years and just go up against a dangerous man like Brock Lesnar. Another thing I have a problem I, I with on Survivor Series: confusing yourself with fantasy and reality. I'm a fucking mark. This is how I'm supposed to think. Okay. Another. Before Brock. Uh, yeah, I agree. I I agree with that. Um, another thing that bothers me about Survivor Series tomorrow: the Raw versus SmackDown men's team. Who's the captain of the Raw team? It's Kevin Owens and, and Chris Jericho. Who's really the captain of the Raw team? Chris Jericho. Who's really the captain of the Raw team? Chris Jericho. It's Captain Cupcake. Okay, Captain Cupcake. Uh, Kevin Owens is the captain. Who's also the Universal Champion? Who's the captain of the SmackDown team? AJ Styles. And he is the WWE Champion. Right. Tag team, Raw versus SmackDown team. Who's the captain of the Raw team or the captains? The New Day. And what are they? I got this one. They are the WWE World Tag Team. Champions. And who's the captain of the captains of the SmackDown team? I honestly don't know. It's Rhino and Heath Slater, the and champions. What, and, right. So on the women's team, I think a lot of people are sick of the New Day. Uh, the only the reason new, the New Day jumped the shark with the old day segment, in my view, they've had a that really bothers okay, you, doesn't it? That whole old day, new day thing that they did with Anderson and the worst, Gallo. worst segment in a decade. Since Katie Vick? Yes. Okay. As long, I just want to know where you're at. Katie Vick was... Katie Vick is the Coco Beware Let me of ask you worst this. segment. The old day thing, where is that in the Cena scale? That That's like a two and a half. I thought the higher number was the worse it was. No, no, no. Lower... You're right. Because 10 is like, holy Eight and shitty a half. Cena. Eight and a half. That's a, I'm burying everybody, and I don't care, and I can't self-finisher or punch anybody. Eight and a half. Eight and Every a half once off. in a while, okay. like, I think right now, New Day is relying too much on kind of what got them there. Like, they, they do... Like the shtick, but they don't come up with anything new. They've kind of been doing the same thing for like three or four months now. You know, there's Francesca, there's the W, W, or the Who, 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 or the There's Ah, Toronto! Don't you dare be sour! Clap! For your world famous two-time tag champs, 
and feel the power. <coughs> but I, I mean, outside of that, they have not come out with like something new, fresh, and exciting for several months. And at this point, it seems like it's they are going to beat Demolition's record, oh, yeah. and they're Easily. prolonging the inevitable loss, and I don't see them, like, they have not built in the quote-unquote cracks in the team to have them, <laughs> uh, you know, get defeated soon. I'm going to guess they're going to probably lose at Royal Rumble, but... Yeah, I could see that. Um, to get back to my point, though, as I was going on my on my tangent, right. we did say that um, shit marijuana affects the brain. Um, uh, Heath Slater and Rhino will be are the captains of the SmackDown team, and what are Heath Slater and Rhino? The SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Right. All right. So now let's let's go to the women's tag teams between Raw and SmackDown. Now, who's the captain of the Raw team? There, there aren't women's tag teams. There's women. Or women's. Who's the captain of the women's Survivor Series team for Raw? Charlotte. And what is Charlotte? The uh, WWE Women's Champion. The WWE Women's Champion. Charlotte. The Charlotte. WWE Women's Char- Champion. Charlotte. Right. And who's the captain of the SmackDown team? Nikki Bella. And is Nikki Bella the SmackDown Women's Champion? No, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, let me let me just I, I, hold on. Hold on. Let me, let me hold on. Hold on. New Day Tag Team Champions. Slater and Rhino Tag Team Champions. Owens Universal Champion. Styles World Champion. Charlotte Women's Champion for Raw. Nikki Bella is nothing. But but John but, Cena's but, girlfriend. Sorry. Exactly. Because she, I forget what somebody said online this, today, and I, I almost pissed my pants because it's actually true. It's because she likes to kiss Cena below the belt is the reason why she's captain of this team. Woo! And and on top of that, with the women's team for SmackDown, that really bothers me, or what really grinds my gears, is that this whole the damn stupid thi- whistle. Oh my God, I just want to take this cord, this cord right here, and I want to choke myself with it every time she blows that goddamn whistle. Natalia. It's even worse than the whole gimmick that she had where she was farting all the time. Just with that, this whole, you know, that the shining stars or the shooting stars or whatever the fuck they're called are are in this match because they they beat Goldust and R-Truth and I thought they they should have been in it. They sold them a timeshare, Puerto Rico. so stupid. Shane McMahon being part of the SmackDown team, uh, the fact that... The freaking Intercontinental title match that everybody was excited for was changed five days before Survivor Series. Not that I'm disappointed. Clearly, Bobby the Brainless is not disappointed with that outcome from Tuesday because now the Miz, future first ballot Hall of Famer, is a six-time Intercontinental Champion. And your boy, and your boy. Ziggler, and your, and Mark, your, and, your, and your boy, and his his loss on SmackDown was just 
it's not just that Dolph Ziggler lost. The match between Dolph and Sami Zayn was something that could have stolen the show, would have been a highlight that would have could have been on like WWE oh, video tapes and, and videos for years to come. They were gonna want to slam me. But now nothing wrong with the Miz. I don't think he's gonna win either. Miz is a better performer than he was a few years back. When he made events at WrestleMania. I'm but Mark he is not like that. to the level in the ring of Dolph Ziggler. No, Dolph Ziggler is one of the better in-ring performers in the WWE. He sells a finisher better than anybody I've ever seen. That's why better I'm Better than he, one Cena. He's like half a Cena. He's He's a zero fabulous. Cena. He's in glorious. His in his in-ring ability, he's a zero Cena. Because if you want to be a 10 Cena, you have to be Roman Reigns. Or John Cena. Well, that goes without saying. You know, with with all this and the fact that, you know, the Cruiserweight division, the entire Cruiserweight division is on the line between Brian Kendrick and... Me, Brian Kendrick. And Kalisto, a guy who kind of just, uh, re, you know, reduced to the, the SmackDown brand, even though the Cruiserweight division is on Raw. I've been saying before, they should have just put the Cruiserweight division on SmackDown. Would have made a hell of a lot more sense. I didn't like the fact that they split up the tag teams and the women. They could have just done one and left one of them on one show. They probably should have had the women's division on Raw and then just put the Cruiserweights on SmackDown. Would have made a hell of a lot more sense. I like what they're doing with the women's division on SmackDown, so that kind of just you know rebuffs my opinion on that. Either way, I just, I'm really not looking forward to Survivor Series. The only highlight I have going into Survivor Series tomorrow is I cannot wait to see Alexa Bliss. I'm not against what's going on with Survivor Series tomorrow. I think they've made a couple of booking decisions I question. That's Sammy never happened Zane before. And Dolph Ziggler could have been absolutely spectacular. And for whatever reason, Miz had a lot of momentum going into that match against Dolph Ziggler, where Ziggler put his career on the line. And, you know, they, they, they were kind of messing with us. And, all right, we're going to have Dolph Ziggler win this match. Why do you play hot potato with the Intercontinental title? I mean, they had done a good job of kind of building up kind of the esteem of the Intercontinental, uh, of that title. I can't even say it at this point. Intercontinental. Maybe you should should snap into another Slim Jim there, Macho Man. Right, brother. Snap into a Slim Jim. Ooh, yeah. Uh, they had built a lot of kind of good good vibes and, and good things for the Intercontinental title, which they hadn't done for a long time. And Dolph winning felt like a big deal. Dolph losing on Tuesday did not feel like a big deal. It f- felt like, well, we, we need to have a, a heel go against Sami Zayn. Why don't you just give a match that people want to see? 
Why not? I couldn't have said it better myself. I, to be honest, even though I'm a Miz fan, I was looking forward to Dolph Ziggler and Sami Zayn. I'm not gonna lie, I was I was excited because I knew that match would have the capability of stealing the show. It definitely would have stole the show, in my opinion. It was actually the only match on the card I was really looking forward to, and they and they stole it. They stole it. They stole my precious from me. I'm going to guess Sami Zayn does end up winning that match. Agreed. And it's going to be because Dolph Ziggler gets involved. I think he's not on I, anything. I think, I think Ziggler is going to, or I'm sorry, I think Sami Zayn is going to win clean. He's going to win the, the Intercontinental title. Intercontinental title is going to move to Monday Night Raw, so there's my prediction. I'm going well, with Sami Zayn over my boy, The Miz. I will still wear my Miz shirt tomorrow. I will still root for The Miz tomorrow, but I still got Sami Zayn in the match between him and The Miz tomorrow. Well, and to me, if EC Dub, EC Dub, EC Dub, EC Dub, the 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 SmackDown cheerleaders. Spe- speaking of, uh, we got a Twitter question about the SmackDown cheerleader. Uh, just announced yesterday. At Big Time Wrestling, from our Altoona in Altoona, Pennsylvania, from our inside source, Sean O, the most interesting man in the world, Sean O. Uh, James Ellsworth wrestled his last independent show in Altoona for Big Time for Wrestling for the time re- time being, and he will no longer be accepting bookings. And he signed a contract with SmackDown, so the Chinless Wonder is now under contract with the WWE. And he's on SmackDown brand. Uh, I've personally, what I would love to see at Survivor Series, I want to see James Ellsworth accidentally cost the SmackDown brand the the match, the the, the singles match uh, between the Raw superstars and SmackDown superstars, and I want to see him get his ass tombstone by the Undertaker. We discussed this last week. That would be a markout moment for me. If oh, that, that happens. would be the markout moment of the year for Bobby the Brainless. But Bobby the Brainless did say last week that tomorrow during Survivor Series, if Gronk Spock, yeah, Braun Strowman, let me rewind that a little bit. Hold Braun on. Strowman, Braun Strowman, Gronk spikes James Ellsworth tomorrow at Survivor Series. <coughs> Excuse me, I would do something stupid. Kind of like when well, I what for kind the 100th, of stupid thing? You know, like for the hundredth episode, the hundredth download. download of our show, I said that I was going to eat an entire pint of sour cream. And if you go back to said episode, I think it was twelve. I could be wrong. It was like eleven, twelve, somewhere in that in that area, in that neighborhood. I actually ate an entire pint of sour cream. So something to that extent, I said I would do if Braun Strowman, Gronk spikes James Ellsworth tomorrow. During Survivor Series. And unfortunately, I haven't come up with anything good. Um, I had a few ideas thrown my direction. I am not dressing up like a woman. I apologize. It's not fucking happening. You're not going to do a strikeout. I'm not going to do a strikeout. No, no, not a good idea. I did say I was going to do a strikeout if Kevin Dunn finally got released or quit or fired or whatever from WWE. Or had his front two teeth removed. I said I said fired from the WWE. I said or something that's front re- two teeth something removed. something that's realistic, not you know something that's impossible to happen. Not that impossible. Fucking beaver. 
<laughs> God damn it. But I, I'm open to suggestions, so if you want, you have until next Friday to come up with something. I will announce on Friday night what Bobby the Brainless will do. All right, Twitter question. Do we really think Randy Orton is part of the family? No. Uh, personally, uh, this is one of the s- scenarios that we have going with the Survivor Series. I think that it's possible that Randy Orton turns on the Wyatt family, ends up costing SmackDown the Survivor Series match, and he goes against The Undertaker because Undertaker... Uh, you know, you keep bringing that up about how The Undertaker is going to attack all these people. Why? He's going why, to oh, why, them. oh, why do you have this feeling that The Undertaker is going to do that? Because Undertaker specifically said anybody who costs... Oh, did that happen this week? It did. On SmackDown. Really? Undertaker made not only an appearance on SmackDown, but said, hey, you know what? WrestleMania doesn't define me. He came out and really more or less said, hey, I'm back. I'm back. I'm going to guess not a short run, but I think it's going to be from between now till WrestleMania, Undertaker's going to make a regular appearance on WWE programming on SmackDown. I think, you know, there are a few scenarios I could see working out, one of which is Randy Orton attacking Bray Wyatt, costing SmackDown Survivor Series, and... Randy Orton against Undertaker in one of the pay-per-views coming up. I definitely could see it possibly being the TLC pay-per-view or possibly being Royal Rumble. Honestly, for me, I would... I kind of lean towards seeing Undertaker against AJ Styles at Royal Rumble because it's a match we've never seen. And I think a lot of the marks out there would actually prefer to see a match day that they've never seen versus seeing Orton and Undertaker, which we've seen a few times. They've had very solid matches, but I think the bigger money draw and when you know, you're putting Royal Rumble into a stadium, you need to fill the stadium, you need to get people to, you know, watch the network. I think the way you go is AJ Styles. I don't necessarily think that Randy Orton won't cost the SmackDown team, but that is a way forward. I do want to bring up something from SmackDown this week, since you you brought up Undertaker coming out and all this stuff, and it has to do with like what you said with the Royal Rumble and Styles and everything. <clears throat> Number one, um, they were on the cutting edge for the 900th episode of SmackDown. Edge had the five participants for Team SmackDown on the cutting edge, which is the team of AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, Bray Wyatt, his Wyatt family counterpart, Randy Orton, and Shane O'Mac. Undertaker, you know, came out near the end of that segment. That's when he said that whoever cost the SmackDown team the match, he was going to, you know, they were going to have to deal with him. I see where they're going with that. A very interesting tidbit that actually happened that I wanted to bring up. Of the six men that were in the ring with The Undertaker on the cutting edge, four of the six guys, if you don't count that freaking chinless bitch, fought The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Four. 
Not one, not two, not three, but four. Randy Orton, Edge, Bray Wyatt, and Shane McMahon. I thought that was a very interesting tidbit on that. Couldn't do and that with anybody else. And we all know that James Ellsworth is not going to face The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Hey, I've seen crazier shit happen. Not going to happen. I think we have a better chance of seeing the Philadelphia Eagles. No, no, I'm sorry. Never mind. No, Eagles are never going to win the Super Bowl. Of course, I said the same thing about the Cubs winning the World Series, but what the fuck do I know? Um, Bad deal. Another thing I wanted to bring up was I loved Edge's beard. I really did. It was fantastic. You know, I thought he it was looks interesting. like he belongs on the show Vikings. He looks like he belongs on the show that just got canceled recently, Duck Dynasty, as well. I, I I'm I'm a huge you know I'm a I'm an Edgehead. I always one of my favorite entrance songs of all time. Very good in-ring performer, and I don't think anybody, I don't think Vince McMahon has loved anybody more than he loves Edge, because Edge went out there and did everything that Vince McMahon asked. Except he for was very John good. Cena. John Cena, he, kiss he my loves him. ass. But he, he, he loves John Cena. Throwing he loves bag. John Cena more. He's a trash bagger. He is, but he loves John Cena more. All right. Oh, NXT will steal the show. I, I really, truly feel like it's going to be the better of the two shows this weekend. Not, not only is it going to steal the show because it's a shorter show, but they've built up these feuds to really mean something. I'm real... Like, NXT, I said it before, two out of three falls, DIY versus Revival, I think will be match of the night, probably match of the week possibly match of the year candidate outstanding stuff agreed um before we get into the um the predictions for tonight i think we kind of touched base well, on what predictions we're gonna... for tomorrow i'm sorry i apologize for tomorrow i have been drinking cold 45 so five got you i agree i agree i think that there's no drama i mean other than i mean um, they, they nakamura built up... and joe was a little bit of drama DIY and the revival was a little bit of drama, but it is better wrestling, and I think that's that's what it's more about. It's not about the theatrics or the dramatics and all that stuff. It's all about a little bit of that. You know, not... Ty Dillinger getting screwed over by Bobby Roode, so that's why they're fighting tomorrow uh, tonight. I really got to get my day straight. I almost think the Survivor Series is going to be tonight, and NXT Takeover is tomorrow. Right. But um, <clears throat> a little bit of trivia for for uh, tomorrow since it is Survivor Series. I wanted to run this by you, if that's okay with you. Do you have any problems with that? Okay, Do it. Okay, Mr. Randy Savage. Woo! That's Ric oh, Flair. That's it. You're in the corner. You're in, you're, you're in the yeah! Game. Snap into a Slim Jim. Dig it! You're in the, you're in the corner. Uh, a little bit of trivia. Uh, two wrestlers in the history of Survivor Series have been the sole survivor on their team on three separate occasions. One of those guys is already in the WWE Hall of Fame. And the other guy, in my opinion, is the prime definition of what a first ballot, ballot Hall, Hall of Famer is going to look like because when he goes in, he's going to he's gonna be the main attraction for that class. So two guys. Can you name those guys? I can because we already played this game before. You know, you know, you know, you, 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 know you could have sold it a little bit better than John Cena selling a finisher. 
That's all I was asking for. You no, didn't have no, to take, no. You, I'm going to sell you didn't, this. You didn't even... You, you, no. You this know, is I, like I, nine and a half Cena's. Nine and damn and it. Cenas. Listen to me. I actually just threw my freaking scarf on the ground. Chris Jericho is rolling in his grave, God rest his soul. I know, Chris Jericho's alive. Give me my scarf back. No, you don't even you don't even deserve to wear my scarf. You're no, no. You know what? You know what you need? You belong on the list. You belong on the list of Jericho. That's where you belong for that that kind of shenanigans that you pulled. He wouldn't you know, even you, know about me. What about the list of Bobby the Brain list? Do you want to be on that list? I don't think you want to be on that list. You know who's on that list. You know who's number one on that list, and they're in this house as we speak, and they can't even freaking say anything other than meow. <laughs> the who's freaking, on the list? Every you want everybody? You just want like a like a few people who are on this list. I don't think we have enough time in this podcast since we have to go through all our projections, and we actually need to watch this show. If I actually go through every name that's on the list of Bobby the Brainless, we're going to be here all night, and I don't think the people on either Facebook or Twitter uh, really want to endure that entire list. I will throw a few names out there. Your cat, Bugsby, is on the top of that list. Anybody who eats my fucking sandwich belongs on that goddamn list, okay? Your cat ate my sandwich. Not a potato chip, not a French fry, not a, not a, not a chicken nugget. No, a fucking sandwich. He ate my goddamn sandwich, and I was pissed because that was the first time I went to Wawa in my entire life, and he ate my damn sandwich. Do you understand that? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? I'm not Jackie Chan or Chris Tucker or whoever it was from Chris Rush Hour, but your cat ate my goddamn sandwich. We told you. I understand you told me, but still, I blame your dog just as much as I blame the cat for eating the sandwich. If your dog didn't bombard much. me, this is your dog. I can't stay mad at Dixie. I'm sorry. I can't do it. You know, she looks at you with that sad, innocent puppy dog look, and you know what? You're like, your heart melts, and it's like, I can't stay mad at you. Your dog could kill somebody. Hell, your dog could kill Eli Manning, and I would forgive her. Bugsby could just look at freaking Eli Manning the wrong way, and I'd want to curb stomp him. Right. Right. Also on that list is Joe Buck. Because yeah. he is not a great announcer. He looks at Troy Aikman, and all I want, and it's, it's, probably, it's probably more of a jealousy thing than anything, I just want to find a girl that looks at me the same way Joe Buck looks at Troy Aikman. As he Good stares so loving. I, I know, I understand. That's, that's never going to happen. I've been married for a, a, quite a long time. My wife never looked at me like that. What do you mean we're on the list? I don't want to be on we're the list. We're on the list. I don't want to be on the list. We're on the list. Oh, damn it. I don't want to be on the list. I'm not even on my own list. I should put myself on my own list. Where's you should my be on the list. list. Where's my list? All right, anyway. I'm on the list of Colt you know 45. Who, you know who else is on the list? Juicy J. Because he was on the bottom of Colt 45. And he is not Billy D. Williams. Because they finally listened to us and they were like, you know what? He doesn't belong on the Colt 45 bottle because those fucking marks are our number one uh, uh, customers when it comes to the Colt 45, so we have to listen to them. Also on that list is Paul O'Neill, the biggest crybaby in the history of professional baseball. There's no crying in baseball. I know you base. want to see his Yankeeography. About as much as I want to see Bugsby when I come in with a sandwich. Yes. Uh, also on the list... Who? 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 
Sorry. What? Who? What? Yeah, it, it'd be cool to see the I would love Undertaker, to see Undertaker. Uh, I... wrestle tomorrow night. Honestly, uh, my, my thought with The Undertaker is he will make an appearance tomorrow. Survivor Series is when he made his first official big debut. He had done a couple of house show matches before. I think he might have taped the Superstars before Royal. You said it wrong. Or super, Superstars. Thank you. Uh before Survivor Series, but it didn't actually show until after Survivor Series. Undertaker is going to make an appearance. I want to see him give a tombstone to James Ellsworth. I think they're going to set up for him and AJ Styles at Royal Rumble, but what the hell do I know? It's not like I'm a mark or anything. Hey, you, you know what? It's not that they can't set up AJ Styles and Undertaker and... Have a tombstone too. Right. Um, let me just really quickly name a few more people on the list of Bobby the Brainless. Um, Barry Bonds, uh, Johnny Manziel, it's Roger Clemens, Jamarcus, on the list. Jamarcus Russell, Roger Clemens, uh, Governor Dan Malloy of the state of Connecticut, Barack Obama, um, Greg the Bunny. Most importantly, Greg the Bunny on that list. Yes. Um, that's all I can really think of right now. I'd have to really find the list, and I really don't want to bore you to death with everybody on there. But those are just a few people that I would like to name there on the list. And have I mentioned Bugsby's on the list? Yeah. He, you know, he really kind of escalated himself to that st- top spot. Very when quickly. The cat, when the cat freaking got more over this week than I did. And that bothers me a hey, lot. Y- y- you know what? You're telling me I should fall asleep during Raw and have somebody take a picture of me and post it on our Twitter account. And then I'm going to be more over than the cat. I'm pretty sure he's still going to get more likes and retweets than I would if People I fell asleep. People love cats. They love cats. So uh, we've came up with the Cena scale, like 10 Cenas, bad, one Cena, very good. Yeah, and Bugsby's a 10. Well, this week we we came up with, like, hey, if my cat falls asleep... During a wrestling show, bad. Cat stays awake, good. Check it out on our Twitter page, at the F underscore N Marks on Twitter, and you would actually see the picture of good bo- good old pieces pain in the ass. Uh, the more one, over than you. The more me. over than me with the one that lives the gimmick more than any other human being or living creature in this house, Bugsby. And his suicidal, homicidal, genocidal, death-defying brother, Hercules. And you will see the picture of the two of them sleeping during Monday Night Raw. I know you've fallen asleep during Raw recently. Oh, yeah. I've fallen asleep during Raw. I think it's kind of like Oprah Winfrey. You fall asleep during Raw, and you fall asleep during Raw, and you fall asleep during Raw, and everybody falls asleep during Raw. Because it's three hours long. It just drags out. Because you get that stupid 20-minute promo at the beginning that has zero commercial breaks. Then you go into the first match that has three commercial breaks in it. Even though it's for a really a good match, match. For a seven-minute match. That you miss pretty much three and a half to four minutes of. Then it just kind of drags out and it's like, alright, what can we do? Well, we, let's just get the janitor out there to freaking mop the floor because that's better than... Hacksaw Jim Duggan. 
That's better than watching Roman Reigns wrestle. Roman Reigns is also known as the cigarette break for Bobby the Brainless. I, I go wee-wee fluff, and then I freaking have a smoke, and then I come back in, and Roman Reigns has already won. Great. Don't care. Him in his Sorry. wet hair. In his very, very wet hair, the wettest hair in the history of mankind. Um, but I'm sorry, you know, let's, I'm, I'm going on this well, tangent. I, I keep mean, getting angry. Um, so, well, what they did with Raw this week, Raw was kind of all over the place. We, we gave it a five on the Cena scale. So it was kind of in the middle of being absolute shit and being okay. By the way, I forgot to tweet it earlier this week when we were watching SmackDown. But I wanted to actually give a Cena score on SmackDown this week. I give it a one and a half. I think that's a pretty it, decent it, number. I mean, as long it was I mean, a good solid show. I would say anything four and under is actually yep. okay. Raw got a five. It was kind of half shit, half not shit. SmackDown was very good. Also, bringing up SmackDown before we get into our Survivor Series predictions, I would like to announce at this point, right now. My markout moment of the week for 26 years. This man, or this guy, Bobby the Brainless, has been a huge mark for one superstar in particular. Why are you gonna roll your eyes like that? Oh, you're, I see what you, I see what you did there. I met this man. At Stevens. 21 years ago, at Steven Woo! World of Wheel in Bristol, Connecticut. Woo! Home of Bristol Central alum and convicted murderer Aaron, Aaron Hernandez. Hernandez. I stood in line ESPN for three. Home and of, home of Millie Benelli was caught there. Home of the worldwide leader in sports. Also, the amusement park where the scariest ride there was to drive up to, like compounds. <laughs> I stood in line for three and a half hours. My poor mother, making a shout out to your ma, I love you. Mary Poppins. If you're, if you're listening or watching, I stood in line for three and a half hours with my cousin, my best friend, and his younger brother. Kevin Owens. No, it's not Kevin Owens. Best friend. We stood in line for three and a half hours, got to meet The Undertaker and Paul Bearer. I got Paul Bearer's autograph. Oh, Very, yes. very cool dude. I will not say a bad thing about Percy Pringle. Then I got to the see third. The Undertaker, and I handed him my sheet, and he signed the sheet, and as he handed it to me, obviously you're supposed to just hand the sheet and go. I had a trading card, and I said Undertaker, and he looked dead at me. Dead. And, and I freaking, my whole body turned into a goddamn goosebump. Because I legitimately shit my pants when he looked at me. And I was like, can you sign my card you for me? You shit your pants? Isn't, it, isn't that what Billy Madison says? Everybody, you pissed your pants? You ain't cool unless you pee your pants? I think you, you, that and means you, peeing it means your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. If peeing your pants is cool, consider you the macho man. Ooh, yeah! Dig it! And he signed my card for me. I marked out then, 21 years ago. And when he made his return at SmackDown 900, that is Bobby the Brainless's 
markout moment of the week for episode 18 of the Evan Marks podcast. I have, unfortunately, as much as I'd like to disagree, that was the markout moment of the week. I would have loved to have said Edge. Yeah. I think the two of them just being out there. I think we're going to definitely see Rollins versus Triple H at WrestleMania. Uh, That's Twitter definitely comment coming in Triple H against uh, Seth Rollins. That will definitely happen. Whether or not we get a little bit more of a tease of that at Survivor Series, I can see that being a possibility too. With Triple possible. H, where Triple H costs the team Raw the match by attacking Seth Rollins tomorrow night. I, I've been a wrestling fan since I was five years old. I'm really going to date myself. I've been, that means I've been a wrestling fan for 28 years. Yes. Bobby the Brainless is 33 years old. Check out the receding hairline. I've been a wrestling fan for a very, 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 very long time. I've seen it all. I grew up a Hulkamaniac. When Brother. I was, you know, I used to eat my vitamins and say my prayers. I used to be a follower of the excellence of execution I was somebody who was a showstopper. I used to dance around my living room in Bristol, Connecticut, to Shawn Michaels' entrance song. Because in I was a thong. huge. In a, in, I was not in the thong. That was when I was in Hollywood's coming back at WrestleMania. I could see that happening. Brother. Huge Stone Cold Steve Austin, Mark. St- Steve Austin's still my favorite wrestler of all time. Him and Vince McMahon, you know, working together at WrestleMania 17 stopped me from watching wrestling for a extended period of time, a few years. Got back into professional wrestling because there was a brash young guy from West Newberry, Massachusetts, who wore the jorts. He wore the freaking Jordans. He had the throwback jerseys, the backwards hats. He had the stupid bike chain around his neck, and he used to freestyle his way to the ring. Back when it was one Cena scale. When it was a one Cena scale, when it was actually a watchable Good. Cena, to telling people that I'm awesome, to being the best in the world. At what you do. At what I do. Forever. Forever and ever. I miss you, CM Punk. To now still being a mis- a misfit. But I've seen a lot in professional wrestling. I have over the years. I've seen a lot. I once saw the the Ultimate Warrior get locked into a casket, and they scrambled to get him out. I once saw the Ultimate Warrior backstage get a spell put across him by Papa Shango, where he started throwing up all over himself. I once witnessed Shawn Michaels super kick his best friend and throw him through a barbershop window. I once witnessed Roddy Roddy Piper blasting the Superfly Jimmy Snuka in the head with a coconut. I've witnessed a lot. I witnessed Austin teaming up with Vince McMahon. I witnessed Mike Tyson knocking out Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. I saw the return of Bubba Ray Dudley at Royal Rumble. I saw the debut of AJ Styles at the Royal Rumble. Anything is possible, in the words of Vince McMahon, anything is possible in the WWE. Anything. So nothing would surprise me if it happened tomorrow between Triple H and... Seth Rollins because I've seen everything especially Katie Vick so <laughs> how do you follow that up I'm sorry Jay how do you follow that up I follow that up uh, with a lot of logic called what actually happens tomorrow night you mean like our predictions 
Yes. So you're thinking that with my 28 years of watching professional wrestling, and how many years have you been watching professional wrestling? Longer. I, give me a ballpark figure. 33. 33 years. So between the two of us, we have 61 years of professional wrestling being watched between the two of us. Yes. Were you a Hulkamaniac? Not really. You didn't You didn't take your vitamins and say your prayers? No. You didn't mark out when Hulk Hogan body slammed the giant at WrestleMania 3? I did. Okay, everybody did. Who the hell am I kidding? I apologize. Go ahead. Uh, all right. So, as far as Team Raw versus Team SmackDown... Can we say that for last? Please. Or at least... Can we, can we do as that right before? As far as Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar... Obviously, Brock is going over in this match. I, unlike you, am kind of looking forward to the match. I know it's not going to be a five-star classic. It's going to be better than the WrestleMania 20 match. I don't know about that. The WrestleMania 20 match was one of the worst matches. That means it would be good. You're you're getting the scale for you're getting the Cena scale all mixed up. It would be a nine and a half Cena. Okay. Nine and a half Cena. It Holy was, shit. That's a pretty shitty score. I'm looking forward to this match being like a six Cena. It's not going to be tremendous, but it could be similar to The Rock versus Hogan, which we talked about a little bit earlier. That match wasn't not, that bad, though. Not bad, but the crowd was what made the match. I think this match has the potential of not being terrible to big guys. Obviously, Goldberg, not what he was, you know, 10, 12 years ago. Oh, keep going. I'm sorry. But keep going. I see, see this match being a decent big guy match. And the crowd is going to be into it. So... Again, I give this. I think this is going to be between five and six Cena's. I can definitely see that. I do think Brock Lesnar is going to ultimately take this match. Of course he is. Now, do you think this leads into a rubber match? Because, you know, they, they said specifically this is Goldberg's last match, but how many times have we heard... This is the guy's last match. I and do not it really see him. is not the last match. Is this like, all right, Brock wins one, but it's best two out of three? No, I think that once Brock Lesnar takes this match, it's all over. And I'm sorry, I should have brought this up earlier in the podcast, but I just realized that these were here. You got the Macho Man hat on. What else is a signature of Macho Man Randy Savage? The sunglasses. So, I'm sorry, can you, for the rest of the podcast, since you're not wearing the scarf, because you didn't find it, I'm not mad about that, thank you. If you could wear the sunglasses to go, so you can definitely have the Macho Man look, oh yeah, much better. I'm sorry, this is, this is, on a, on a Cena scale, this is a 9.7. So it's bad. A point seven. I'm sorry, I, I don't even got my own. I just we're, we're and the sad part is, the and the sad part is, I just lectured you two minutes ago about how bad it is, you know, the mixing up of the Cena scale. The of, Cena scale, yeah. But I do think that the match has the capability of being better than WrestleMania 20 between Lesnar and it Brock. Will be better. I also think will it could, be. It, I, I also think it could actually be a 
27 Cena on the Cena scale. Just because I, you know, Goldberg, 12 years away from wrestling. Brock Lesnar could rip him to shreds. That's why I don't think that there's going to be a rubber match. I think that Brock Lesnar is just going to beat the holy hell out of Bill Goldberg tomorrow. And that's my prediction for tomorrow. All right, so... Let's do the Cruiserweight. I mean, we both agree Brock is going to win. Oh, yeah! I still think there is a little bit left in Tank and Goldberg beyond this match. But uh, as far as Cruiserweights go, I... I think a lot of what uh, determines my belief in this match actually has a lot to do with what happens in the Intercontinental title match. Um, Excuse me. I don't know. I, I have a hard time believing that they would have Miz beat Dolph Ziggler just to give the title to Sami Zayn. Oh, so you want to go Intercontinental then? No, what I'm saying is I think the Brian Kendrick, the man with the plan, is going to find a way to win against Kalisto. In the words of Lee Corso, National fact, my friend! I'm telling you right now. I'm calling it. Kalisto is taking the Cruiserweight Championship away from Brian Kendrick and he's taking the Cruiserweight division with him to SmackDown. The Cruiserweight division belongs on SmackDown. It makes more sense for it to be on SmackDown. I'll tell you, the, the ratings will go up and through the roof with the Cruiserweights on SmackDown. I think that once Kalisto wins, it's going to be a short reign. Maybe a month, maybe two months. Maybe he'll hold it till the Royal Rumble. Who the fuck knows? Uh, I'm sorry I curse a lot, but that's just how I am. I am brainless. But I just I, I think Kalisto ends up taking this match from Brian Kendrick. I think that, and I'll tell you what I would love to see since we're bringing up the cruiserweights. I would love to see a ladder match between all of them for the cruiserweight title at WrestleMania, where you get the guys like Cedric Alexander and Rich Swan and T.J. Perkins and the Brian Kendrick and Tony Nice and Drew Gulak and Noam Dar and Jack uh, Gallagher. Jack Gallagher. I mean, just put them all out there. Just make it like a twenty man ladder match for the cruiserweight title. I mean, even put Gargano and that freaking buttwad Tommaso Ciampa out there. I, I, I just I want to see that. I think the Cruiserweight division will, be, will benefit more on SmackDown, especially when they're doing that, what is it, the 305 show or the 205? 205. Sorry, I was thinking of Rey Mysterio. Or, no, I'm sorry, MVP. 619 is... Mysterion, yes. And 305 is uh, MVP. I apologize. My, I, I apologize to the people in Miami. Um... I see Kalisto taking the title tomorrow and taking the Cruiserweight division with him. With that being said, I think it's going to correspond with the results of the Intercontinental title match. And I think Sami Zayn's still going to win the title, even though he's not going to fight Dolph Ziggler. I think Sami Zayn, the reason that they took the title from Dolph Ziggler and put it on The Miz was that so Sami Zayn's first title win on the main roster, will be against a heel. And I think Sami Zayn will still take the title tomorrow. And it pains me to admit that. Clearly, check out the shirt. 
my favorite wrestler is going to lose to Sami Zayn tomorrow. Buster, my problem with that... Hot potato. Is... It's not just the hot potato of the IC title. What's supposed to be relevant? The U.S. title? The IC title? Cruiserweight title? If you put the IC title with the U.S. title... What's the bigger thing? Intercontinental. Because think but about Roman I mean, Reigns but, is quote unquote the guy. I understand, and, and he and, is in and, a bigger and, position right now, much much better position than Sami Zayn, and that's why I don't think Sami Zayn wins tomorrow. Fuck Roman I think Roman there's going to be chicanery, but I don't see a way where Sami Zayn wins and wins. Well. I shouldn't say that. I don't see a way where Sami Zayn wins the title. I see a way where he wins the match but doesn't win the title. I still got Sami Zayn. I'm sorry. I have Sami Zayn. I also have Kalisto. I also have Brock Lesnar. Uh, My my gut is telling me it's going to be those three. My gut is telling me Sami Zayn is going to win tomorrow. Would I be disappointed if Sami Zayn loses tomorrow? No. Because I'm just he too much of a... He doesn't need to lose. I'm a, I'm a, he I'm can a, win well, by count-out or disqualification. Would I be... All right. All right. Let me, let me, let me re, uh, reiterate a little bit. Would I be surprised if Sami Zayn walked out with the with the Intercontinental title? No. But would I be surprised if The Miz walked out with the Intercontinental title tomorrow? No. Don't be middling. Make a decision. Sami Zayn. I'm going to stick with my prediction. I'm going with Sami Zayn walks out with the Intercontinental title. It just wouldn't surprise me if The Miz won. Now... Let's go with the next set of predictions. Let's go with the women's match. With Captain Cum Dumpster Nikki Bella going up against Captain Ugly Face Charlotte. I blame this on the beer, by the way. Right. They're... With the way they've treated Team Raw, Team SmackDown, men and women... There are a couple of ways to look at this. You could see Nia Jax making a big impact in the women's match and winning. But you could also see Braun Strowman making a big impact on the singles match. Personally, I think what ends up happening, Nia Jax ends up making the bigger impact between the two of those. Nia Jax, I think, ends up being the survivor and winner with Raw. And I see the Braun Strowman ends up... Sorry. I'm trying to get his mating call. And Braun does not become the sole survivor. Oh, no, absolutely not. Here's here's my thing on the women's match. I have there's two ways that this match is obviously there's two ways that this match is going to end. It's either going to end with the SmackDown team winning or the Raw team winning. And I looked at the team and the setup. Yeah, Sasha Banks and Charlotte have their differences, but they are part of the four horsewomen of the WWE are are on the Raw team. The only one that's not there is Becky Lynch, who should be the captain of the SmackDown team. But because of the fact that she's not kissing Cena below the belt, 
she's not the captain of the team. My gut is telling me that the Raw team is going to win it because ultimately I feel that Carmella is going to let her differences with Nikki Bella be too big for them to win it. So she's going to turn on Nikki Bella and cost her the elimination. Also with Alexa Bliss and her differences with Becky Lynch, those two really need to stop fighting over my heart. They really do. I love them both. I think that's going to ultimately cost them. I think that Sasha and Bailey and Charlotte to go with Nia Jax and the person who's probably going to eat the first pinfall for Raw, Alicia Fox, is going to ultimately win this match. I can see it where Alicia Fox is the only elimination for the women's team for Raw. If I had to put a gun to my head, I'm going with the Raw team. I could see the SmackDown team winning, but I think that with what they're doing with SmackDown, because it's so much better wait, wait, with what wait, wait, wait. You more or less said Alicia Fox could be the only person eliminated, but somehow you could see the SmackDown team winning. My prediction is the women, the women's team for Raw is going to win against SmackDown, where Alicia Fox is the only elimination. But I've seen crazier shit happen, and I could see the women's team for SmackDown winning the match. I say it's more like 80-20 where the Raw team takes the match over the SmackDown team because of the fact that they have an animal like Nia Jax and the differences between the the girls on the SmackDown team is going to outweigh the differences between the girls on the Raw team. I think that's what's going to ultimately cost the SmackDown team. Would I be shocked? I mean, obviously, every anything that happens tomorrow, would I be shocked about? No, nothing fucking shocks me. I wasn't even shocked when Brock Lesnar beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania 30. Put my money on it. I'm going with the Raw team. Still not surprised if the SmackDown team wins. I, I, I say if they fought ten times, the SmackDown team loses eight of those ten times. SmackDown wins tomorrow. Specifically, I I think with this, they're trying to make new talent. Becky Lynch, who dealt with some injuries, is someone who really, scrapper, fought from nothing to make something of herself. I think Becky Lynch ends up finding a way to win and being the only one of the four horsewomen to survive. That 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 wouldn't surprise me if it happened. But again, just my thought. Oh yeah. Let's so, do the let's do the tag team one next. So. Tag teams, you know, they did one of these years and years ago. I remember Demolition was part of it, wasn't it? Demolition was part of it. Powers of of Pain. There were a lot of high-profile teams. They did not... You know, sometimes when they do these elimination matches, you'll have elimination after elimination 
Like, and it'll be in quick order. Tomorrow is a four-hour show. I think they're going to give these matches the time that they they need. And I think with this match in particular, they're not going to kind of shorten the match just because, hey, well, we've only got a couple hours to get this pay-per-view in. I think they're going to give this match the time. They're going to be able to tell a story within this match. And... I'm not going to say this match will steal the show, but they're not going to have tag team after tag team after tag team be eliminated within a couple of minutes. It's going to take a little while for a team to be eliminated. I think Breezango and the Shining Stars are definitely... The first uh, ones that eat the pinfall for their teams, respectively. Probably. I think that with the four-hour show and they don't have as many matches, it's because you have to give Enzo Amore about seven and a half minutes tomorrow to cut his shtick. Because he's going to, you know, his music. And I think, I ultimately think this match is going to lead off the pay-per-view because it seems like that's the theme, is that people want, to, you know, Enzo Amore's music to hit off first. And I really do think that his music's going to hit off first more than anybody else tomorrow. His music's going to hit, and he's going to cut the music. You know, he's going to cut it, and he's going to be like, My name is Enzo Amore, and I'm a certified G and a bona fide stud. And guess what? Can't teach that. And his tag team partner, that who is can't Big spell. Cass, who can't spell, and he's seven foot tall, and you can't teach that. Bada boom, realest guys in the room. How you doing? How how you doing? I'm fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing. But I wanted to take this time and this opportunity, which is why I'm kind of off camera right now. I just want to know, because part of the Raw team, yes, I am off the camera and you are fully on both screens for Facebook and Twitters. So I just want everybody to, I want to ask everybody's opinion, and especially yours, you okay there, Jay? Yeah. Does Bobby the Brainless look like somebody who belongs in the club? Do I look like I could pass for a new member with Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows? I don't have any hair, or if it's not really existent. I mean, hell of a lot shorter than it was last week. Thank you. Mr. NJ Nice Guy, I, I agree with you on that. I feel like I belong in the Bullet Club. That's kind of why I did it, because I kind of look like a less attractive version of Carl Anderson. But you, you, I, do you I, don't do have I look, his hot Asian ask, wife. I, I know I don't have the hot Asian wife. I'm working on that. But do I look like I could pass for somebody in the, in the club? I think you need to bick it. I can't do that. For personal reasons, I can't do it. This is this has been my hairstyle for the most part since I was like 14 years old, which was a long, long time ago. In a galaxy far. I'm gonna strangle you with the far cord. away. You gotta make a Star Wars uh, reference here. But I feel like I could pass for a member of the club. Uh, hopefully, 
Carl Anderson and my dude, Luke Gallows, are watching. Festus. I would love to be Festus, you biscuit head you. I would love to be a member of the club because I feel like I can I can do it. I mean, if you guys want me to bick my head, I will do it. Absolutely, no questions asked. That sounds like the stupid thing you should do. So, with that being said, this is a horrible segue. With the teams, it's the New Day, the captains, Enzo and Big Cass, Anderson and Gallows, Sheamus and Cesaro, and the, Sh- the Shining Stars, Shooting Stars, Los Matadores, uh, Conquistadors, or Conquistadors, whatever the fuck they're called tomorrow, going up against the team of SmackDowns, Slander and Rhino, the Hype Bros, American Alpha. I'm forgetting some people's. Oh, uh, Brizongo, I think it is, and the Usos. Bobby the Brainless's upset special of the week for tomorrow. I'm going with Team SmackDown. Anderson and Gallows made it very perfectly clear that they were out for themselves and not the team. I also think that the animosity that Sheamus and Cesaro have been carrying over since they've been made into a tag team after their SummerSlam match where it finished in a draw of their best of seven series, I think they're going to ultimately cost themselves that. I ultimately think that Anderson and Gallows are going to cause Enzo and Big Cass the shooting stars are going to win. Are going to eat the first pinfall tomorrow more than any other team, even before before ends uh, Brizongo. And I think that the New Day are going to be standing alone. They're going to have to go up against about four or five tag teams tomorrow, probably four because Brizongo will eat a, t- a pinfall. And I ultimately think that the SmackDown team will take the match for the for the uh, the Raw versus SmackDown tag teams. I'm putting that as my lock. Guarantee for tomorrow for Survivor Series. You already series. had another lock. For Survivor Series? I thought that was for NXT. It probably was. It was for NXT. Allegedly. Have another beer, Macho Man. Oh, wait. I'm empty. So am I. Sorry. That's what I'm going with. I'm going with Team SmackDown for tomorrow for the tag teams. I think that's going to be the only match that the SmackDown team wins, other than Whoa. the um, other than the Cruiserweight, obviously. Of the teams, I think that's the only match that they take tomorrow. I think that they end up winning the Cruiserweight division. I'm going with Team SmackDown, even though I look like Carl Anderson. There are a lot of things that are possible, I think, for tomorrow on Survivor Series. One of which... There, there are a couple things. I think the more likely scenario is for, like, overall, big picture things. I think we end up seeing AJ Styles doing something stupid to cost SmackDown the Survivor Series match against Raw. And we end up getting a Undertaker versus AJ Styles match at Royal Rumble. Uh... What I would put second, and I think a, a little less likely, I think we end up seeing uh, possibly uh, Samoa Joe, who loses tonight against Shinsuke Nakamura. We see Samoa Joe interject himself in that match, costing uh, SmackDown the match, and perhaps we see a you know start of Samoa Joe on the main roster and going against The Undertaker. Again, I think that's secondary. I think the more likely scenario 
is we end up seeing AJ Styles against The Undertaker. <laughs> I agree with you. Is that where we're going to go? We're going to go with that? We're going to go right into the SmackDown versus Raw main event type of we thing? We already talked about that. Okay. Well, I think this is the perfect time to do this. Since we're talking about the main event of the, well, not really the main event, but the Raw team versus the SmackDown team, which is captainized by who used to be Captain one of my favorite Cupcake. wrestlers. I think, I think this is the perfect time, Jay. We have Twinkies, Cupcake, Twinkie Cupcakes, Chocolate. Would you like one? I, I would like one. I think in honor of team captain of the, of the Raw team for the main of uh, the... The Raw Captain Cupcake. Team. Captain Cupcake. Kevin Owens. After that, uh, that thin-skinned piece this is of crap. You, this is for you, us. Kevin Owens. Have you a cupcake. Want, want, I have a cupcake. I'm gonna have my cupcake and eat it too. Fuck you, Kevin Owens. I love cupcakes. Oh, I. Uh, oh. If somebody ate my cupcake, I'd be upset. What if it was Bugsby? I'd be upset. Okay, anyway. all right. Then now you know how I feel about my sandwich. So. I just want to eat this during the whole Kevin Owens thing. That's why I said Kevin Owens thing. I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. What? So, uh. That's why yeah. I, I saved the Raw versus SmackDown for as late as I did because I was saving that. I went out today. And I've been talking about it for weeks to you. I haven't been saying it on here. How I wanted to officially eat a cupcake on the podcast for our 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 homeboy, Mr. Block Us, because he's a fucking douchebag, Kevin Owens. He can't block us anymore. He can't hurt us. Well, he can't block us on our Twitter account where we share. And he definitely can't block us on my Twitter account because I've already blocked you, Kevin! But... I wanted to eat that cupcake in honor of Kevin Owens, as he will lead the team for Raw tomorrow to victory over Team SmackDown. Allegedly. That's, that's my call. I, I agree that there will be a victory. Chicanery. I'm, there are a couple of... You know what? With the Survivor Series matches, there are a lot of things at play. Obviously, Chris Jericho is going away sometime soon. And I'm going to cry when it happens. I think we're going to end up seeing something where we need... I, I agree with you. I, I feel like SmackDown does need to win their uh, Mr. New Jersey nice guy. I just don't see it happening. I think that Kevin Owens is going to smash a pile of cupcakes into AJ Styles' face and cause SmackDown the match because... That's what that fat fuck does, because Kevin Owens is a piece of shit. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not third sorry. Third scenario that uh, happens, possibly, for that match, is we get the mascot from SmackDown, recently signed WWE Superstar. Superstar? By the way, if I hit Powerball tonight, I'm going to hire Tony Chamal. As my personal announcer. Okay. With everywhere I go. The the rated... Uh, hey, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you. We do, too. Thank you so much. I hate him, too, for fucking blocking me over a stupid fucking cupcake us. joke. Us. Well, 
Yeah, yeah, I you mean, know, you do. You do. I mean, uh, it was, I did uh, run the I joke. I, I, I ran the joke by you that I tweeted at him that he got all butthurt about. And it looked like up. he, somebody had stolen his cupcake. Pretty much. I mean, we've we've discussed it on pretty much every episode of this podcast since then. We, we, we enjoy discussing that. But, and he, uh, can, he can eat a big bag of dicks as far as I'm concerned, too. <laughs> I'm sorry, what do you want me to have, a filter? I don't have a filter. Fuck you, Kevin Owens. Fuck you. I hope you're listening to this podcast. I hope you go fuck yourself with your fucking shiny red fucking women, your feminine-looking women's championship belt that they call the universal title. I hope you shove it up your fucking ass. I hope you fucking lose the title. I hope you end up on the fucking lower to... Lower end of the mid card, or, or 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 basically being the guy who gets squashed, you get fucking released, and you end up in fucking TNA. You fucking don't touch my head. That's what she said. That's what he said. I'm just telling uh, you, fuck you, Kevin Owens, you fucking piece of shit, who you are. I hope you don't fucking win at WrestleMania. I hope you fucking eat shit and die, and I hope you fucking lose the title. How about that, Kevin Owens? You. Cupcake eating. So, fuck face. scenario. James Ellsworth ends up costing SmackDown the match and eats a tombstone from The Undertaker. I would love to see that. I think that is the least likely of the three scenarios that I think will happen. I'm going to expand my thing where I said I was going to do something stupid That's for what next she week. That's for... <laughs> Woo! Okay. I'm going to expand my yeah! thing. I'm going to expand it. it to not only am I going to have Gronk Spike lead to Bobby the Brainless doing something fucking stupid next week for the podcast. I'm going to extend it to He's a tombstone. Ex- extend it to Ellsworth getting tombstoned tomorrow night. Are you going to eat a whole tombstone pizza? Frozen pizza. That's not something that's bad. That's not a punishment. I can eat a whole pizza on my own. No matter if I got a Tombstone or a DiGiorno or a Papa Gino's or a Papa John's or a Pizza Hut. I get a whole fucking pizza on my own. All right. If the Undertaker tombstones James Ellsworth or he gets Gronk spiked by Braun Strowman. What, what was it that you were bomb. going Why am I getting powerbombed after that rant? What? Who's going to powerbomb me? Nobody in this house... I can right power now, bomb you. You can't fucking power bomb me. Of course I can. No, you can't. I power bombed somebody that was like 275 pounds. I could power bomb you. <laughs> I don't want to see what that. Do wanna do, huh? What do you want to do? Huh? Go ahead. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I hurt him. I, no, I feel good. I hurt his soul. My soul? I don't have a soul. I sold my soul 12 years ago for the Red Sox beating the freaking Yankees in 04. I don't have a soul. <laughs> I also sold my soul for a sandwich. After and the fact. he ate it. He didn't eat that sandwich. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> No, we're not going to see a power bomb tonight. I, I apologize. Th- if if it does actually happen where somebody actually gets power bombed, my guess is that the cat is going to get power bombed. Uh, I'll I'll give you a power bomb and I'll I'll put it on like a air mattress. 
Listen to me. I took a chair shot to the head. I'm not afraid of no damn power bomb. Okay. Where do you want me to power bomb you? Into Alexa Bliss's. Ah, wait, hold on. I gotta keep oh, this a little what? bit. I gotta keep this what? a little PG. I apologize. PG thirteen. Oh, whatever. All right. So I'm going to add this, and I'm going to make it this way. If it's a power bomb or a Gronk spike, which is a power bomb from the Undertaker to James Ellsworth, or a Tombstone from the Undertaker to James Ellsworth, Bobby the Brainless will do something stupid. And I was trying to figure out what I was going to do, but I have come to this foregone conclusion. If it does happen with both, either one of those two, Bobby the Brainless, next week during the podcast, live, live. on yep. Periscope at 5 p.m. at 5 o'clock Saturday after Saturday evening. First thing, Bobby the Brainless will eat a dozen cupcakes. Wow, dozen cupcakes. That doesn't do sound dozen, like punishment gonna, at all. I hate that. Cupcakes. Sounds like a good time. You know time. what's funny? I really don't like cupcakes. Sounds like I mean, eating. I like these. I like these Hostess cupcakes. I really do. I don't think any human being doesn't. But like actual cupcakes with like the frosting on them, I hate frosting. I hate frosting more than anything in this world, except for maybe the New York Yankees in snow. In the Paul Paul O'Neill and John well, Cena. Well, well Paul O'Neill. Paul O'Neill's kind of wrapped in with that whole Yankees thing. But I hate. I hate two dozen. Two dozen? dozen? Are you out of your damn mind? You want me to eat two dozen cupcakes during next week's podcast? Is that what everybody wants to see? They want to see Bobby the Brainless eat two dozen cupcakes? Would that be suffice if I actually ate two dozen cupcakes during next week's podcast? Would you accept that as punishment if the Gronk spike occurs or the tombstone occurs tomorrow night? It's up to you. The fans have spoken. I have spoken. I would prefer to give you a power bomb. I'm gonna strangle you with this cord. Do well, you want? Do you? I mean, do you think two dozen cupcakes for somebody who hates absolutely hates frosting? I hate frosting. See, people <laughs> want to see you get power bombed. You know, I am. I am. I am you know I am. what? People want to see you get power bombed probably as much as they want to see Dustin Pedroia beat up John Cena. Which we've never broadcasted, by the way. We did that video like seven and a half years ago, and we haven't put it on there. I mean, well, I'm just sitting here waiting. Hold on, look at my scarf. Pad. I said I was going to listen to put that on during my whole podcast. I think two dozen cupcakes is, is suffice. I think, I think two dozen, that's 24 cupcakes. That is a lot of cupcakes. There is a very good chance that I'm going to be very fat after the podcast next week if I eat 24 cupcakes. So I'm going to be rooting for a power bomb, or I'm sorry, I'm going to be rooting for a tombstone or a Gronk spike tomorrow night because I want to, I want to see it happen and I want to do it. I think it's power bomb. Jesus fucking Christ. Everybody wants to see the power bomb. I can do I have a, I have a, I have a job I have to get to, okay? I can I have a, set I, up an air mattress for you. It's not about the air mattress. It's about whether you're going to throw out your back and then I I'm fall not over. Throw out my I'm back. telling you right now. I'm, in shape. I'm telling you I'm right ready now. To take I'm telling you, down. you right now. I am not. My blood is not going to be all over this if, if anything happens where you get hurt doing this. I'm not, I'm not explaining. Get hurt. I'm not explaining this to your wife. I don't care. I do. I'm going to power bomb you. I don't want to get Samoan spiked. Okay. It's bad enough. I'm not going to get spiked. You guys want to see me get power bomb? You guys want to see me get power bomb? That's what it is. You guys want to see Bobby the Brainless get power bombed? Absolutely. Fine. If the Gronk spike occurs. Or a Tombstone Power Driver occurs tomorrow. 
Bobby the Brainless will get power bombed, and we will show the video on our Twitter slash Facebook slash Instagram. We'll do it live. We can't do it live. We'll do it live. We can't do it live. We'll do it live. I swear to God, if you get fucking hurt, I am not taking blame for this. I don't care if I get hurt. I do care if I get hurt. Okay, fine. Fair enough. There it is. So a Gronk spike or a tombstone tomorrow, whether it's a Gronk spike from, what the hell is his name, Braun Strowman? Braun Strowman. From Braun Strowman or a tombstone pile driver from The Undertaker, only to James Ellsworth. If it doesn't happen to James Ellsworth, it doesn't doesn't count. count. So if The Undertaker comes out and tombstone pile drives AJ Styles, it doesn't count. If James Ellsworth eats a Gronk spike from Braun Strowman or a tombstone pile driver from The Undertaker, I will allow... Ja Rule to powerbomb me during next week's podcast. There it is. There's your stupid fucking thing that Bobby the Brainless can do. There's nothing more I can add to this. Is there anything else we need to talk about? I'm going to drop this mic. You know. I'm going to to exit stage right. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I forgot about the most important thing about the podcast. One last thing. Today. This day. In history, 664 days ago. Was that when uh, uh, Kazarni made his WWE debut? Close. Was it when Kane eliminated 47 people from the 30-man over-the-top Royal Rumble? No. Was it when Rob Van Dam won the ECW title? No. Was it when the Giants beat the Patriots in Super Bowl 42 to end the 18-0 and season? No. I can see the smoke coming out of your ears after that comment. Oh, 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 I think I got it. I think I got it. Can I, can I try one more? Can I get one it more guess? It sounds like a power bomb. Can I, can I get one more guess? And it smells like a power bomb. Can I, can I, can I get one more I guess? Because I rule the world. Please, please, can I get one more guess? Yes. Just one more guess? What? Was it 664 days ago that... Should be Hall of Famer Curtis Axel he has is, been alive in the 2015 Royal Rumble. He has jumped over the hurdle that is known as Coco Beware into WWE history. He was Intercontinental Champion. He was Tag Team Champion. He has been in the Royal Rumble for almost. Two years. That is more than Coco Beware ever did in the WWE. So what you're saying to me, Cousin Jay, is that on November 19th, 2016, 664 days later, 664 days and counting, future WWE Hall of Famer, Curtis Axel, the son of the Mr. Perfect, is still alive in the 2015 Royal Rumble. That is absolutely perfect. Alright guys, until next week, I am Ja Rule. And I am, and I always will be, Bobby the Brainless. We'll mark, see ya. Mark out with your black eye. Thanks for listening. <laughs>